0: can't go long. Hi, folks. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on 12th of October, 2012. For newcomers, as always, I suggest you do make good use of CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. Lots of uh, audios for download for free, and I go through the system that you're born into, the system you take for granted. The one that you think is normal because it's the only one that's there, the only one that's projected to you. And, of course, there's a different reality for different types of people. The masses get one, and those in the middle get another, the ones that manage you. And the ones that they serve at the top have a completely different one again. And I go into the histories of this. It's a science, and it's been well understood for an awful, awful long time, centuries and centuries, maybe thousands of years, in fact and how basically marketing and public relations propaganda has taken over your minds, uh, including your education too. That helps uh, to really get it going because you've got to get your initial indoctrination at school for the rest of it to take off later on. And uh, I go through the histories of the foundations, uh, the people who own them, uh, the clubs they've formed that now run your world through the United Nations and through all their non-governmental organizations that demand things from government to sit in readiness to... Receive them and sign them into law. It's not democratic, although they use the con of democracy to, get, to keep voting. It's a legality. Then they can do what they want with you. Because in, in, under law, they don't have to obey the people. They've never obeyed the people in democracy. They simply go their own way. There's no law that says they can't. So help yourself to the website. And remember, too, that you are the audience that bring me to you. I don't bring on sponsors. I don't sell lots of products to make you live forever. And I don't have shares in any products. So all I have is the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can purchase them using personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office. Or you can send cash or use PayPal. And across uh, the seas, you can use PayPal again, Western Union, and MoneyGram. But you have to understand the system we're living in, as I say, is really rampaging ahead because the 21st century was always said in academia in the last century to be the century for change. And they plan to have their whole big plan Uh, fulfilled in a 100 years, this 100 years, you see. And we're going through the big changes today. Uh, They call it the Great Transition. There's there's many different names they use for it, but uh, they boil down to a few terms, all connected again to the United Nations and all the different programs on the go, including Agenda 21, the Millennium Projects, and various other ones. And interesting enough, as I say, all the non-governmental organizations are funded by Trillionaire uh, foundations bring up uh, conferences like the Rio Summits that get uh, laws drafted up, and your government signs them in without you even knowing what's going on. They never mention these things at election time. It's back to the basics, so you can get all arguing amongst yourselves about different parties. There are no different parties. It's all one multimillionaire's club. What, what bunch of multimillionaires do you want to vote for, this bunch or that bunch? Same bunch, folks. It's just the Helgelian dialectic. And that whole argument is to get you arguing amongst yourselves to who to vote for. It doesn't make a bit of difference because the agenda is fixed, absolutely fixed. And they're using the socialist side of it, the left-wing, to restrict the rights of all the people under PC. And, of course, the other side uh, run at at the top. So this whole system has to be run like a communistic fashion for the majority of the public across the world by massive bureaucracies and government agencies as they level you under the guise of equality and the fascists at the top rule uh, their big corporations. Remember, it's a new funeral system, as Carl Quigley said. And this is the feudal system. The CEOs of the corporations are the new overlords. They make the rules. And they tell your government what to do. Apart from that, your politicians going out as CEOs all the time and back into politics back after this break. Backward cutting through the matrix And I've talked many times before about these big organisations The foundations with their NGOs And all the special meetings that they have across the world And exotic places generally Because they love to travel all these bigwigs And get uh, all their expenses paid by you lot And they then draft up actually they don't draft up things They actually meet for their conferences Yeah, but five minutes to speak each and they have a party time for the rest of the time. It's all parties, 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 and lots of other things involved too. But the Sherpas, the Sherpas are bureaucrats. They're assigned to these jobs before the meetings take place. And they can work for up to one, two, three, four, five years, depending on the agenda. And they go across the world getting up the legislation and get it all drafted up. So the big wigs just go there, have a good party, and they sign it into law. And that's what they call democracy. And these organizations are privately owned, remember, privately owned that run your lives, like the Agenda 21, all these things that came out of them, and the Rio Summit. And uh, here's an article here, for instance, as is, it's is given out, uh, I won't get much publicity, of course, most of the integration of the U.S. and Canada doesn't get much recognition, and it's been going on for years bit by bit by bits until, of course, you're totally integrated. But this one here is under this title. It says, New U.S.-Canada Border Conference in Detroit to Advance the Beyond the Border Declaration. It says, the Beyond the Border Declaration, and the link is here I'll put up tonight at cuttingthroughthereach.com, it says, A Shared Vision for Perimeter Security and Economic Competitiveness. And it says, Based on the 2011 United States-Canada Joint Declaration, that one there, Eagle Eye Expositions. Now, Eagle Eye was a movie that came out about a year or two years ago. Uh, again, on the big supercomputer, you know, a fast-action pay- movie on a supercomputer owned by Homeland Security to go into everybody's affairs and took over the country, basically. So they call it Eagle Eye Expositions. So really, they, they really are, you know, very um, good at choosing their names. So it plans to present a new event called U.S.-Canada Border Conference at the Cobo Center in Detroit, Michigan, on September 10th to 11th, 2013. This will be the third event involving U.S. Borders that Eagle Eye will be producing. The first will be the Border Security Expo in Phoenix, Arizona, slated from March 12th to 13th, 2013. Next will be the Global Summit on Borders in Washington, D.C. That's interesting, Global Summit on Borders in Washington, D.C. on May the 7th to 8th, 2013. The comprehensive two-day conference and exhibition in Detroit will focus on implementation of the Beyond the Border Declaration, which was already signed last year, with specific goals outlined in its action plan, including addressing threats early, uh, trade facilitation, economic growth and integrated cross-border law enforcement. It's already done, actually, integrated. The declaration put into motion a series of very significant bilateral initiatives between the US and Canada, said Paul Mackler. President and CEO of Eagle Eye Expositions. The mission is to facilitate discussion. I love the military terminology they use. Our mission is to facilitate discussion and collaboration at the U.S.-Canada Border Conference, bringing together federal, state, provincial and local agencies and industry from both nations. I don't see anything from the members of the public here. More than $2 billion of uh, commerce passes through the ports between the U.S. and Canada every day, and the two administrations are committed to making these ports more efficient while increasing security, goes on and on. But a lot more to it. When you go into the the link I put up on Beyond the Border, a shared vision for perimeter security and economic competitiveness, you'll see how much is really uh, compiled into all of this, way beyond just the security thing. It's, it's, It's altering all laws. To, to, to be the same laws, basically. Remember, when you when you start merging your laws together, uh, everything in your country is based on laws. When you merge them together, just like the, the European Union, you end up with the European Union. And it's the same thing with NAFTA, etc. It's all coming down the pike, as planned, of course. Also in Ontario, it says Catholic schools now can't teach uh, uh, misogynistic uh, pro-life, it says. The Education Minister of Ontario, Canada, professing Catholic who sends her children to Catholic schools, declared October 10th that the province's publicly funded Catholic schools may not teach students that abortion is wrong because such teachings amounts to misogyny, which is prohibited in schools under contr- controversial anti-bullying law. See, the bullying law was all about this. Just taking away one's right to choose could arguably be considered as one of the most misogynistic actions that one could take says Laura Royal Broughton during a press conference Bill 13 she asserted as about tackling misogyny it says so it's passed in June now of course the Catholic schools can't preach Catholicism but politicians are like that. It doesn't matter what they profess to be or wherever they came from, their backgrounds. You don't gap into politics unless you're awfully good at compromising uh, any, any possible um, good traits that you might have. And the Canadian Medical Association redefines human life. Uh, that was coming up and it's been redefined. I love how it can just re- redefine things. It's wonderful. This is humans playing God, isn't it? They can, they can redefine anything they want. Understand? I hope you do. But it says, Canadian Medical Association, the largest association of doctors in Canada, has redefined human life. That, oh, that's, that's an important job. On August the 15th, as reported by Life News, it says, uh, Delegates to the CMA's General Counsel voted to pass a resolution supporting the current wording of the criminal code, which states that a child becomes a human being within the meaning of this act, when it's completely proceeded in a living state from the body of its mother. I guess you're, you're dead from conception. I guess that's what happens, eh? You know, think about it. That's life from from then on, or you wouldn't have a, a baby coming out. It wouldn't be a baby. But gods are gods, and, and that's what scientists are now, and you know, professionals. So I know I'll put this link up tonight as well for those who care. Most folk don't these days because it's commonplace. Third world countries have always had the rubbish dumped on them and goods and manufactured goods, etc. Uh, for oh forever basically and you'll see it in canada and the states and elsewhere in europe wherever it's made in china you're getting you know, stuff that you buy that falls apart that's if you can put the stuff together in the first place because most things come in kits now and plastics and everything even in, in machines small engines machines plastics and everything and, and it always gets brittle and breaks but anyway or, or, or as I say, the soles of your shoes fall off That's happened to me but, um, And then there are ones too You find that the heels and them are hollow <laughs> That's a good con, that one But here's one here now They're going to feed you uh, pig fishes, folks Asian seafood raised on pig fishes Is approved for U.S. consumers And this is not from some strange little thing It's from Bloomberg It says Sin uh, 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 Seafoods Trading and Processing Export Enterprise A seafood export on Vietnam's southern coast Workers stand on a dirty floor sorting shrimp one hot September day. There's trash in the floor and flies crawl over baskets of processed shrimp stacked in an unchilled uh, room in Ca Mau. And it goes into what's happening, he says, he covers a nice made in tap water uh, that the Vietnamese health ministry says should be boiled before drinking because of the risk of contamination with bacteria. Vietnam ships 100 million pounds of shrimp a year to the US, almost 8% of the shrimp that Americans eats. Then it goes into why it's happening. Uh, well, it's, it's, they're trying to compete with each other, apparently. And it says, um, they're trying to meet international standards. And it says, uh, it says uh, at Chen Guang's Dilapia Farm in Guangjiang City in China's Guangdong province, which borders Hong Kong, Chen feeds fish partly with fishes from hundreds of pigs and geese. The practice is dangerous for American consumers. Uh, it says, <laughs> we, need, we need specialists to tell us that, right? Michael Doyle, director of University of Georgia's Center for Food Safety. Thank God he said that, eh? Uh, it says the manufacturer the Chinese used to feed fish is subsequently contaminated with microbes like Salmonella, says Doyle, who studied uh, foodborne diseases is in China. Then it goes on to the, describing all the process and all the rest of it, which is rather nasty. But because they're all uh, competing with each other, they're using the stuff to feed the, sh- the shrimp. So there you go for all you seafood lovers out there. Quite something, eh? Get used to that. You're third world, you see. and you are. If you don't, you don't know it yet, but you are. You, you're going to know it when when they really bring austerity home, like they, are, they have in Europe, and it's planned. It is planned. Now, I always. I'm amazed when, when the press submits and throws something to the wolves or somebody, one of their own. This is quite easy to do once they've died. And, of course, Jimmy Savile, this perv that's been there forever at the BBC, amongst many other pervs, mind you, um, was fronting as a, for a paedophile ring, a high-profile one of very important people, and supplying children to them and having a lot of himself, too. He liked a lot of little boys as well, and some of them do go into that, as, as well as girls. But it says, Sir Jimmy Savile, Prince uh, Prince Charles' love for Savile's ladies. Now, that's a little play on a word, ladies, there. But anyway, it says that uh, in light of ITV's damning documentary about Sir Jimmy Savile's sexual abuse of girls, the Prince of Wales may regret the closeness of their friendship a one Christmas card that Prince Charles sent to the television presenter, who, as you know, was interviewed by police in 2007. He wrote, Jimmy, with affectionate greetings from Charles, give my love to your ladies in Scotland. Now, it's a little play there, actually, because, you see, Jimmy had bought himself uh, an out-of-the-way place in Scotland where he could do his paedophilic stuff. He did it all over the place, anyway. But... Um, and Jimmy was from England, but uh, in Scotland they'll say lads for guys and laddies and lasses, you know. It's a bit of a play on that if you can think about it. Anyway, the ladies are thought to be women dressed in waitresses' outfits with initials HR and H on their aprons, who served Prince Charles when he dined with Sir Jimmy at the BBC's Presenter's Cottage in Glencoe in the Highlands in 1999. So, of course, they're all in it together, and there's more than that. They will never unravel this, because they can't would expose too many of the bigwigs. So they're throwing uh, Savile's name out there to the wolves, and that's where it will end, folks. That's where it will end. Another one, too, is his chilling photos of Jimmy Savile perched on hospital bedsides, inside the hospital because he went around doing charity work. He was a philanthropist, you know. As former BBC executives denies, sex abuse was an open secret at the corporation. And it says uh, they all had complaints about him. And uh, children in wheelchairs have come forward now that were paralyzed and were abused by Saville. Uh, And other witnesses saw it happening. It's just astonishing. But is it in this day and age? I think everyone's, I don't think there's any outrage these days. Folk are so jaded and contaminated themselves with stuff that the BBC puts out back after this break. Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix. Talking about, it's really the culture. The culture's sunk, you see. Because you see, the pedo has got in charge of all this a long, long time ago. Why do you think this is the main thing you'll hear all the time about human rights? Step by step by step. And our pedophiliacs are, are, are demanding they have their same rights as the rest of the ones that have got rights. This is natural. This is the way it's going to go. And the public are so jaded and contaminated, as Besmanov said, step by step generation by generation and all the, the stuff that they think is entertainment churned out by places like the BBC all their lives uh, they can't tell I mean because after all what is culture culture is what is normal for for our people to survive once it's destroyed you have a new culture but it's synthetic and that's what you have now you've got a managed synthetic culture and it's uh, it's not meant to help you all survive at all. You're simply the prey, of the predators, from the bankers to these characters here, pedophiles who run all lot of this stuff and entertainment and so on. And right down to you, you're, you're just uh, contaminated. That's why there's no shock anymore about things. There's no outrage, as the media loves to put it in big headlines. just it, it simply, oh, well, you know, because, you see, pedophilia is to be normalized. I said this years ago and years ago. Because they're going to normalise all of this stuff long, long, long time ago, before you were born. They wrote books about all this stuff. What was going to come to pass? Under the guys have equality, quality. Understand? There's even arguments at the United Nations about this stuff. Uh, that if you stop children from doing this, if children want to do this, they'll try and put it. like the paedophiles, obviously, the child wants this. You see, then you're interfering with the rights of the child. So this this will be normalized, and and the folk will accept it. I've no doubt. They've accepted everything else. Most of the children that should be born are going up in smoke in every town and city across the countries. Anyway, that's normal now. Life is cheap. So anyway, they're going about this one here because people love anything to do with sex, you see. They're just addicted to it now. Super addicted, actually. And it says uh, but, And of course all the ones the BBC claim Like Mr. Moyer told the Guardian That neither by nods or winks Or by innuendo They received any scintilla of the story whatsoever Or any hint about it from Roger Ordish Savile's producer for 20 years They're all just blind you see They're all blind, hadn't a clue Yeah. And so none of these guys Have been investigated either Because there's big, big paedophilic rings uh, Involved In all of this stuff here this is but the claims from former BBC employees are in stark contrast to the plethora of sexual abuse allegations against the late TV star Savile. I don't call him a star; he was just a, a pedo gun, you know, acting silly. And it says another Neil release image today from the 2005 The Jim'll Fix It series. Star is seen at Stoke Mandeville Hospital, where he is alleged to have abused patients outside a cafe called Jimmy's in his honour. Uh, so uh, <laughs> he did it everywhere. Everybody saw it, obviously. It was alleged that nurses resorted to warning youngsters in hospitals to pretend to to be asleep when the star was approaching their wards on on his his charity visits. He had keys to some of these hospitals. I think that isn't an organised paedophilic ring. And it says the former BBC presenter Saval raised millions for the hospital in Aylesbury, Buckinghamshire and worked as a volunteer there for many years. And it was claimed that hospital chiefs knew 30 years ago that Savile was a threat Yet they allowed the predatory paedophile to boast he had his own bedroom At the Buckinghamshire Hospital And had lived there for two decades yeah, Well, the BBC has issued a grovelling apology to the late presenter's many victims The National Health Service chiefs are refusing to say sorry It comes as a further uh, Two allegations against Savile have been received by Lancashire Police They'll keep rolling in One about a girl then aged 14 in the 1960s, and one about a 15 year old girl in the 1980s from Bedfordshire. And uh, and there's boys as well. Speaking in Bristol, Mr. uh, says here, Miliband says, there needs to be justice for the victims, and what we also need is. Every institution that had connections with Savile to do them, <laughs> what about the BBC and the government, eh? To do the most far-reaching investigation of what happens, who knew what, when, and what was happening in the institutions and why nothing was done about it. Teenagers in wheelchairs and others recovering from cancer were amongst those originally attacked by the sick BBC DJ during his time volunteering as a hospital porter. He did that all from the very beginning, this porter stuff. He was simply diddling children from the start. One patient claimed he was fondled. Uh, he was fondled in Savile's Rolls Royce at a Stoke Mandel uh, fundraiser when he was just nine. And two women said Savile forcibly kissed them when they were in their early teens. And a tired NHS worker, poor scorn, the claim, telling the alien, to my knowledge, the juniors and staff knew, uh, uh, were advised to be careful in their contact with them. They all knew. So the hospitals are trying to plead ignorance, but the staff are saying they all were all told about it. And to watch them. Of course what it really means if you want your job, you just look the other way. That's what it means. You understand that the power these characters have, I mean, every victim here knew there's a pedophile ring involved here. Big ones. There's lords, there's sirs and all the rest of them in the system over there. And, uh, you go up against them and they'll break you. And if you put a complaint in, believe you me, you'll get a visit telling you all the nasty things that's going to happen to you and your family if you carry on. That's how it really works in the real world. That's how it really works, folks. You understand you're living in a psychopathic system that you think is normal. This is their system that they designed for you to be brought up in. From the bankers to these characters to the rest of them, they've all got lots in common. Interrelated aspects of themselves and you're just a plunder back with more after this break
1: you're listening to the republic broadcasting network because you can handle the truth
0: Hi folks, I'm back cutting through the matrix, just talking about the system, and it's only a little bit of it to do with Jimmy Savile, or Sir Jimmy Savile of course, but it it goes on and on and on about him staying in this, in a nurse's home, he stayed in the nurse's home next to the hospital there to give him a room there for 24 years for goodness sake so he can get him to see the little children, you know. And he also had to have a, a, someone walk around with them and some of them because they said because the children's ward that's why they wouldn't come near there because he would go there. He also demanded that the patients get pornography uh, supplied to them as well because nobody knew anything about it, right? Nobody knew. And it goes on and on and on, but to say, they've hung him out to dry because they couldn't keep it quiet, and they make sure that they try to keep us all focused on him, rather than the whole ring that was involved in him. I remember even going back to the school shooting in Dunblane, when the guy Hamilton, uh, this guy who was a known perv, uh, got a, a handgun permit, and the police, the police had turned him down before because he'd visited his apartment in Scotland, and... Uh, he was a scout leader and all the rest of it, too, these old stuff. And uh, Hamilton eventually got a permanent because a, a lord who was in the, in the in London stood guarantor for him and told him to pass it. That's how he got his handgun. He was supplying children, too. That's what that was all about. This goes on and on and on, but I'll never go into all this stuff. Never. Another article, too, is about Savile, had the set of Broadmoor Keys, And as the scandal grows, uh, the six star had access to the mentally ill patients as well. Some of them were really brain damaged, and he was raping them, folks. Nobody knew. They gave him keys, though. Jimmy Savile was given his own keys to high security Broadmoor Mental Hospital as well, as well as the general hospital uh, in Manchester. The gold-plated, gold-plated set was presented to the predatory paedophile as a reward for his volunteering, and gave him access to mentally ill patients. The extraordinary revelation came as National Health Service chiefs came under mounting pressure to start an inquiry into Savile's freedom to sexually abuse child patients. And it goes on about uh, he was given bedrooms uh, or an office at three hospitals. And yesterday, more former patients came forward to say he abused them on the children's wards. And as growing fears, the National Health Service bosses turned a blind eye to sick and disabled children being attacked by Savile because he raised so much money for them. Now what it is, too, these guys will bribe the people in charge, folks. See, psychopaths can read you very quickly. And whatever you're into, they'll supply it for you. Now you're compromised. That's how it works. Stoke Mandeville Hospital in Buckinghamshire, where nurses warn children is to pretend to be asleep when the gym Will Fix star came calling, made £40 million pounds from his fundraising. See, a lot of that stuff gets funnelled off into pockets, you understand. This is the real world again. This is how things all work all over the place. The TV entertainer volunteers a portrait to gain access to children recovering from cancer and brain surgery and sexually assault them. He said hospital chiefs realised I might be useful to them and boasted he was untouchable. He did; He's, uh, he would always pull his card out from the Queen. You see, no kidding. And he said in one of his interviews uh, that he was, he was untouchable, and he just pulled out the card and says, "You know, I can get I can get the, the information, all the load down on anybody instantly through you know MI6, MI5, and the Queen and all that bunch, of services." A former Stoke Mandeville nurse yesterday claimed managers were well aware that Savile, given a bedroom at the hospital for two decades, was a child abuser. Holly from Dover told LBC Radio, Jimmy Savile molested one of the patients on the paediatric unit. He was supposed to go on any children's wards unaccompanied. It was not supposed to go on unaccompanied. Stoke Mandeville were well aware of what was going on. For them to say, uh, now that they knew nothing as complete lies, they knew it makes me so angry. You understand, this? people go up the ladder in any profession, uh, they compromise and compromise and compromise, and the psychopathic types tend to go up the, the ladder faster. They knock all competition out of the way, and they, they're easier to, to bring in to this kind of thing and have keep their mouth shut for a good reward. That's through all the system. Well, it's all geared that way. As I say, you're living in their system. Now, why do you think you give you all these children's stories so you think it's these lovely little worlds? And you grew up that way too, and you, justice has prevails and all that. That's all the stuff that indoctrinate you with to make you utterly naive to what really goes on above you. And it says the National Association for People Abused in Childhood said it had been inundated with calls cause about Savile. Chief Exec Pete Sondra says two this morning told us that not only did Jimmy Savile abuse them at Stoke Mandeville, but a doctor did as well. So they all knew. And the politicians were in it too, you know, and they used them for their PR shots, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, it goes on, it details some of the things that he did to some of these people. And literally, literally just having sex with folk who were even paralysed. Children who were paralysed. And they make him a sir, you know. Make him untouchable when he was alive. But you can't shock folk now, as I say, and this will be legalised. This will be legalised. There's big pushes on. And when you understand the system and you've read enough of their documents over the years, you know where they're all pushing and Hollywood helps it, and all your entertainment industry helps it along, and you become contaminated with ideas without even knowing it. So when it really happens, you say, oh, well, I guess it was inevitable. Australian banks, it's interesting. I saw a documentary in 1991 or 92. It was an awfully well-done documentary from Australia, and it was from a Christian organization, but they didn't talk Christianity in it, and they really detailed the whole agenda they did have professional journalists on, too, who said that Australia was going to go under... They hinted at kind of martial law and the coming ID cards and all this stuff. It was spot on with everything, because this was planned a long time ago, long before 9-11. 9-11 was the planned event to make it all work, you see. But it says, uh, biometrics, biometric technologies adopted by more Australian banks... These use of face recognition biometric technology will soon become mainstream Australian banks. may be used in conjunction with other technologies. In a survey, 79% of Australians said that, that they were comfortable with fingerprint technology replacing banking pins. Now, can you, believe, you can believe these polls are not, you see, because this, this is public relations. They use fake surveys. The way it works, you see, the majority of the public want to be the same as what they think is the majority of the public on anything. I'm not kidding you. That's how simple it is. Oh, I, I guess I'll go along with it too. If they all like that, then I'm, I don't want to be the odd one out. Australian. So it says, the use of face recognition biometrics technology will soon become mainstream. And it says, ENZ um, Bank CEO Philip uh, Kronikan said that the bank is exploring ways to introduce biometrics as a replacement for traditional ID methods such as personal identification numbers at ATM machines. And it says that uh, chronic and fuel zip pins and signatures are easy to duplicate and get hold of, while biometrics provide a more secure verification process for banking. You can tell that because uh, you've seen all the, the articles from Britain and elsewhere, where you know, millions and millions of people in the National Health Service and so on have had their data stolen or published in other places, and nothing is private anymore. So the best way to ensure security is to use biometrics with traditional verification methods. Basically, I would not recommend single factor biometric authentic- authentication. So just a fingerprint or iris scan, Kroniken told ZDNet. That means we need to introduce either biometrics and a card or biometrics and a PIN. So that's where it's all supposed to go. It was planned that way a long time ago. And Wendy Mesley in Canada, I did a, a documentary on that about 1998 It was coming here then. And when she talked to the big CEO of the company making the cards, she says, well, what makes you think Canadians will go for this? Because this ID card also will have your your banking and all your ID. It'll be your passport, everything. The guy said to her quite smugly uh, that uh, they'll take it because um, the Canadians will accept it because they'll be given no choice. That's how you, the system really works, you see. Also tonight too, I'll put up the, but this, haha, the EU Nobel Peace Prize nomination in pictures is quite good because they gave it to the EU for bringing peace to the world. You know, as the rest have plundered and left fragmented nations behind them in pieces. It says the EU Nobel Peace Prize and it says uh, when Henry Kissinger won the Nobel Peace Prize, comedy songwriter Tim Lehrer declared that satire had become obsolete. Today we we'll learn that the Peace Prize has been given to the European Union. Accordingly, satire has now been dragged out of her retirement home and beaten by a riot police. So I'll put this up tonight for those who want to have a little chuckle at the farce of the system, the farce of the system that you vote for. And this other one too, it says here, forget the financial crisis and Greeks burning Nazi flags. It says European Union is awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. And it says, um, the the committee said the award was for the advancement of peace and reconciliation, democracy and human rights. No kidding. I mean, they put in a central bank there. The central bank's running the whole thing. It was intended to do, as Professor Carl Quigley said it would happen. And they plundered every nation to bail out Greece. So every nation's borrowing money from a handful of bankers to bail out, to throw back at Greece no one gets a, a, a receipt as to where it all goes and they're still demanding money and so Spain now and Italy going down the tubes as well and the countries that are bailing them out are massively up in their eyeballs way past their eyeballs in debt and they're, they're going to give the system that made it happen the peace prize that they've got <laughs> Cops in, in, in uh, Spain These massive long clubs Smashing their heads and, and people who are protesting This austerity Which is a nice name for poverty And they're getting a peace prize They've got riots across the whole European Union But they're getting a peace prize For causing all of this mess That's what I mean It's a peace prize They leave, the, they leave all the nations in pieces You see so he says, but critics condemn the move at a time when the bloc is gripped by the Eurozone crisis and facing serious questions about its future. Apart from that, remember, the European Union now is in charge, along with with the United Nations, of of, uh, of basically the, the military wing of the United Nations. Uh, and they were the guys who, who are all behind all the bombings across the Middle East, and they get the Peace Prize. But mind you, look at the characters that have had it before, it's such a farce, isn't it? Everything it means the opposite of what you see, interest, even Nobel. I mean he the guy who set the whole thing up. I mean he, he we got the, the prizes well. he set the prize up, and he was a guy who invented high explosives in time for World War I. I think it was I mean the fortunate of it anyway. It says here Tony Blair hails the e u as one of the defining concepts of the last fifty years. What a joke, eh? Last fifty years, defining concepts. It's a new Soviet Union, with the, the communists running all of the people, the central bankers in between, and all their managers, and, and the professionals running all the children's brains, from the that I've read over the last week or so, and the fascists at the top. That's the ideal system of theirs, you see. Remember, the left-wing and right-wing are attached to the one body of the bird. And... I'll put this up tonight too. It says European Union was today awarded the Nobel Peace Prize despite being in the grip of an economic crisis. The extraordinary decision was announced at the ceremony in Norway where the five-member Nobel Peace Prize committee said their choice was unanimous. But with the Eurozone still in the grip of a financial crisis, sparking riots and civil unrest in several countries, look at all the suicides alone have caused. And growing calls for the EU's powers to be cur- curtailed The decision attracted immediate dis- derision and ridicule As a late April fool's joke And as a prize is awarded by a panel of five people The committee said the EU was to receive the award For six decades of contributions To the advancement of peace and reconciliation Democracy and human rights in Europe No kidding No kidding You understand, if you go along with that You're technically mad It means that, see, these guys who are saying this don't believe it themselves. They know it's a different agenda they've got. But you're supposed to believe what they tell you. And if you do, you would have to be mad to believe it, understand? That's how propaganda works. Not by the ones who give it out, but the ones who receive it. You're mad if you actually really think it's all real. Since born out the Second World War and cooperation between France and Germany to pool coal and steel, Mr. Jagland said war between the two countries is now unthinkable. Well, Germany runs it now, through the finances. At least the bankers do. He added, this show shows how through well-aimed efforts and by building up mutual confidence, historical enemies can become close partners. Well, crooks can become close partners, because every country is run by the psychopaths, you see. And it says, the prize is awarded those who shall have done the most or the best work for fraternity, there you go, fraternity, between nations, for the abolition or reduction of standing armies. What a joke, eh? And for the holding and promotion of peace congresses. Well, they they hold lots of these peace congresses, for sure. We decide who you bought next. And Tory MEP Dan Hannan said on Twitter, like most people, I greeted the EU's Nobel Peace Prize with delighted laughter. First Al Gore, then Obama, now this parody is redundant. Isn't that true? She so may have questions whether the EU can be compared to previous winners? And, and it's true, the whole lot of them are a big joke. Every single one of them. 2011 was the, the uh, Europe, uh, Liberian President Ellen Johnson, Sirleaf Liber- Liberian activist Lema Gwobi, uh, or, or Globi, or whatever, and Tawakul Karman of the Yemen. And in 2010, Chinese dissident Lao Ziabo, And 2009, President Barack Obama, who, he was better for the new American century than even Bush himself was. He put more guys in the field and, and took more countries over. 2008, Marty Artisari, UN Special Envoy at the Kosovo Status Process Talks. And 2007, Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, Al Gore. No kidding, eh? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, uh, I tell you, uh, sanity is quite good because you do have a good chuckle if you haven't lost it. This article here, too, is about Holland. Again, it's spearheading a lot of this uh, uh, paedophilic stuff, actually, try to get it um, made into law that they can do whatever they want. And it says that uh, Joris Demik, I've mentioned this before a few years ago, the current Secretary General of the Dutch Ministry of Justice, a this is a fact. He says, Secretary General of the Dutch Ministry of Justice has consistently been linked to the sexual assault and trafficking of young boys, both in the Netherlands and abroad. And that's, this is a fact. It's been all over the papers many times. He's ahead of it. Who do you complain to? When he's, the, he's the Secretary General of the Dutch Ministry of Justice. In the fall of 1998, an investigation conducted into Amsterdam brothel linked senior politicians and justice officials to the sexual abuse and trafficking of young boys. Demick was specifically identified by one of the young boys as an individual involved in abuses. According to a former senior official at the Ministry of Justice, the investigation was foiled through the direct intervention of and obstruction by Demick himself, because he's at the very head of the Ministry of Justice. There's even other guys who were supplying young boys from Afghanistan and different places, I think, or Iraq or something like that, to them as well. So here's the final report. Care system failed to protect the Dutch children and the sources Radio Netherlands Worldwide, the Samson Committee investigating abuse cases of children placed in state care in the Netherlands since 1945 faulted the entire system from the government to the foster care service to care homes themselves for not doing enough to protect children against sexual abuse. At Lucy's final report Monday, I'll go on with this when I come back after this break. Hi, folks. We're back, heading through the Matrix, talking about the one from Holland and about uh, Joris uh, Demink, it's called. I'll put that up tonight, too. Plus one from, uh, I think it's Boston. it's, It's a professor. Uh, Massachusetts, a pediatric endocrinologist at Boston's Children's Hospital arrested Tuesday on child pornography with thousands of photographs and, and discs and all the rest of it and purchasing and so on. And another one to do, who was, uh, to do with children's, it's a children's hospital. This is not, they, they go for their target. That's what I'm saying. They go for their target. Now there's Warren from Canada who's called and I'll see if he's still on the line. Are you there, Warren? Hello?
1: Uh,
0: um, yes. Uh,
1: you touched on uh, some uh, very hot iron there about uh, those uh, pedophiles and the way, the way they have uh, found their way into all the institutions and uh, basically they have found the, their way right into the beehive.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: And uh, this is, uh, people should, uh, there should be an, an outcry. And we had the situation here in New Brunswick there a few years back at uh, the youth reformatory outside uh, Frederick. A mm-hmm. King's clear. Yeah. The young boys have been abused by the staff and, uh, and it uh, pointed towards that uh, members of the police force, including the RCMP, were involved. That's right. The yeah. commissioner at the time in charge of the New Brunswick uh, J-Division was Sakardelli. Mm-hmm. So he got, uh, uh, they transferred him. It's a normal procedure by the RCMP when somebody else, uh, is the gathered up too much dirt in one detachment, uh, then they transferred them. Anyway, uh, Commissioner Zaccardelli had known, the RCMP had known for about two years what was going on at Kingsmere, and they did nothing. Zaccardelli, uh, he got uh, uh, rewarded for the rich services he provided for the pedophiles. He became the uh, uh, Canadian uh, Commissioner for the RCMP. And uh, when he uh, lied to Parliament, a parliamentary commission there a few years back, he again got rewarded. He became a, a big big in, uh, in Interpol. So yeah. where are uh, the victims of those crimes that are international, like uh, international trade of uh, children and so on? Yes where are they supposed to turn? When all the positions mm-hmm. uh, nationally and internationally are being uh, as the perpetrators have covered all the positions nationally and internationally.
0: You're, you're right, absolutely. absolutely. They've got it ongoing in Scotland as well. It's been going for years of cover-ups of, of people abusing uh, even uh, children who were um, mentally challenged or subnormal, or whatever they call it, and, um, and that's been covered up from the highest level in the Justice Department. It's worldwide, there's no doubt about it. And even fly children back and forth, they can't raise to be molested it's happening in the States too. You had uh, John DeCamp came out uh, with flying boys from orphanages into even Bohemian Grove at one point for the bigwigs, and some of them were even killed and murdered. That came out in the inquiry, and nothing happened about it because they're too important to touch. Just like the bank says, you know, uh, they're too important to fail, it's the same when these boys are too important to touch. And that's the first thing the cop says too, they're too important, and they try and get off the case. You're quite right. They've taken over.
1: But there was this uh, uh, case that uh, gained uh, quite a high profile about Holly Craig.
0: Yes, that's right. That was in Scotland.
1: Yeah. I understand uh, there was a, the uh, uh, Musa family. Uh, they had uh, moved to to uh, the British Isles and they removed all their children.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. You know? That's right.
1: look at Canada, you know, about the residential schools.
0: Yes, you're right, absolutely. But thanks for calling. And remember to look at where it's all going because your entertainment industry points the way. It points the way. Monkey see, monkey do. And they're trying to get you all to accept it so that you can watch the children be molested and you won't care. It's already happening. From Hamish Mussel from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.